That's an overused word, isn't it? Good. God is good. All the time, God is good. Glory to God. I just got a little encouragement this morning. Um, and it is, uh, I suppose it's around our offering, but um, we'll see where that goes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I've got a lot of good things in here. Get on the right page. You know, there's a, there's a scripture that you've, you've often heard. It's 3 John 2, 3 John 2. And beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You've heard that scripture before, I'm sure. And, and often we, we, that's, that's the only one we read, but I'm going to read a bit more this morning uh, from 3 John. <clears throat> But beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So all is a very short word. It's got three letters. All. Um, so what does all encompass? Everything. <laughs> all encompasses everything. Everything. So prosper in all things. And, and I was just thinking about, okay, what, what are some of the all things? When we're talking about prosperity, we are not solely talking about financial prosperity. And I've said that before. There are many rich people in this world who are miserable. They are not prosperous. Their lives are a mess. They are not prosperous. So just thinking in, in, in those areas and... Um, and I've been listening to a couple of things um, of late, but um, these are some of the areas that, from me, I think that we prosper in. So there is, there is mental prosperity. So that's clear, rational thinking. Now, that has its limitations because sometimes people try and use clear, rational thinking in the things of God <laughs> and uh, that's not what it's for but there are there is clear rational thinking to, to help us operate yeah absolutely there is emotional prosperity it's balanced controlled now I don't mean suppressed by when I say controlled you don't want to suppress emotions but controlled emotions and they are fruitful our, God has given us our emotions that that would be a fruitful part of our life. It would, it would be something that is of a benefit to the people around us. There are relational, relational or social, if you like, prosperity. So the ability to be able to be open and honest and loving with one another is so important because we are created to be relational beings. There is physical prosperity and I'm thinking about that it's you know it's not it's not running marathons or whatever you do that if you like but it's it's fully functioning so this this body is is our earth suit and the bible says that this is the temple of the holy holy ghost we only get one we only get one for the time that we're here so look after it because that will dictate how long God's going to be able to use you to do what he wants you to do here and now. And I was just thinking about that. Just think, you've, today I give you a pair of shoes and I say this is the only pair, that they are good quality shoes. They are, they are a, a quality maker, Okay. But they are one pair of shoes. And I'll tell you, okay, this is the pair of shoes that you've got and it's the only pair of shoes that you have while you're here for your life. That, this is it. You know, you're grown, you're not growing. Okay, don't need bigger size. This is your pair of shoes. How would you look after that pair of shoes? 
knowing that that's the only one that you've got, only pair that you've got. There is spiritual prosperity and that's born again and growing to be like Jesus. That encompasses it, doesn't it? Spiritual prosperity. Born again, born into the family of God, reconnected with the, with the Father and growing to be like the Son of God. And then there is financial prosperity. Enough for me and more for others. The ability to be able to be used by God to meet needs of other people. Because we have the promises that he will meet ours. So as we move out and meet others, we're looked after. So that was 3 John chapter 2. And actually there was, there was six things that I... Mental, emotional, relational, physical, spiritual, financial. And six is the number of men, so I thought, oh, that, that, I'll stop there. But, but 3 John chapter 3 and 4... He, uh, uh, John goes on, he says, For I, greatly, I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. That's important. The truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy that to hear that my children walk in truth. And Jesus said, you know, I am the way, the truth and the life. But they could see what was in them. They testified of the truth that was in them just as they could see the truth being outplayed in their life. So you can see what is in a person by what comes out of them. Don't be quick to judge. That might take some time. But that goes along with uh, what Jesus said. He said, you will know them by their fruits. You will know what's in their heart by what they're doing. And when James wrote about you know, faith without works is dead, there's an action involved. There must be an action involved. So to walk in truth is to live in Jesus as he lives in you. That is, who is in you is expressed in you and through you. And we know that. Your life has been infused by his life so that you can't be separated. That's the action that, that, that the Holy Spirit is, is producing within us. You think of a, a, I had, if I had a, a cup of water, if I had a cup of, of, of boiling water, okay, a cup of boiling water, and I place a tea bag in there, what happens? The tea is actually infused through the water. And you get a cup of tea, which is all good. The tea flavour can't be separated from the water. The tea and the water have become one. The water's still there, but the flavour of the tea has gone through the water. The colour of it has gone through the water. The water's been changed. So is Jesus in you as you bow to his will. He won't do it, he won't do it, without, <laughs> he won't do it without your cooperation. He won't do it without your agreement. But he will do it. And, uh, and John, doesn't, John doesn't stop there. And this is the point of what John is expressing here. So from verse 5 to, uh, to verse 8. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for brethren and for strangers. And, and Margin says especially for strangers who have borne witness of your love before the church, if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well. Because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. 
We, therefore, ought to receive such that they may become fellow workers of the truth. So Gaius, who is the person John is writing to, he's commended for his generosity in the practical financial assistance given to those who carried and promoted the gospel of truth. And then he gets on to some, uh, another thing. But the first part of that letter, that's actually what it's, it's focused on. And, you know, if, if, that is, if that is a primary motivation for each and every one of us, that we would seek to promote the gospel with everything that we have, with our words, with our actions, with our finances, with all that we are. If we seek to do that, then that is well-pleasing to God. It is well-pleasing to him. So that's a, just a, a, a little encouragement. And, and, you know, this was a couple of thousand years ago. This word of encouragement was given by the Apostle John to some fella in the church because of his action and because of what people could see was the fruit of what was being produced in his life. Hallelujah. 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 So, um, if you give um, electronically, our details are on the, on the website, and if you give the old-fashioned way, I don't know how long we're going to be able to do that. Folding money... There's um, lots, of, lots of stuff about talking about the uh, demise, but anyway, that's another thing. Um, the post box is up there next to the communion table, uh, communion cups. Now, we've got something a little bit um, different this morning, and, and I thought we, we did this um, last year, but no, we didn't. The year before... And that was that um, we actually interviewed some people in our, in our community. And uh, who remembers that? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Anyone get interviewed? A couple of years ago? Caleb did. Oh, yeah, you remember? Okay. All right. Yeah, a few hands. I see those hands. So um, if, uh, if, um, if I give a tap on the shoulder to you um, at some point and um, just say, would you like to be involved? You'll know what's, what that involves because um, Coral is going to interview Tanya this morning. Just, um, just a brief couple of questions. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's do that. Let's do that. A couple, chairs, of, couple of very special chairs there from my office. So if you come up and see me in my office, please do Thanks, that. Um, you have those lovely chairs to sit on. That was one of the, the requirements when I was picking out the chairs. They had to be comfortable because, you know, people might be sitting there for a little while. Okay, so... Um, this is a really great way to get to know somebody, isn't it? To ask them some questions. And I always like to know about people um, and their life journey. So there's two questions that I um, asked last time, the same two questions. And one is, tell us a little bit about your life journey and then tell us a little bit about your God journey. So, Tanya, Tanya Joy, um, <laughs> what, uh, tell us a little bit about your life journey, a bit about yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in Bendigo, mm -hmm. and I was here until I was 19, and then at 19 I moved to Sydney, and I studied um, creative arts or performing arts at School of Creative Arts in um, with Christian City Church um, for three years. That was lots of fun. So I, I majored in vocals and minored in drama and dance. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to be living in Sydney and everything was going to be amazing. And God said, you're going back to Bendigo. 
And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> but um, he had his way. <laughs> it's really cool. I love it how he does that, though, because he's so gracious. The night that I finally went, okay, Lord, I'm moving back to Bendigo. I don't want to, but I know you want me to. Um, I was supposed to be moving in with a friend. And so I felt that responsibility of, of I committed to this house and, you know, how am I going to let this girl know? And she came home that night and said, oh, this friend came to church, this church meeting and um, I know I'm supposed to move in with her. And I, oh, that's great because I'm not moving in with you and I'm moving back to Bendigo. So <laughs> <laughs> He's done that a couple of times to me. So from Sydney, I moved back to Bendigo for about a year and a half and then I did a six-week backpacking trip around Europe and I came back and I just went, I'm moving to Melbourne. So I packed my bags and I moved to Melbourne and I lived there for about seven years, got connected into a church there and um, did some worship leading. And um, and then from there I did a missions trip. The first missions trip I did was the Philippines in 2012 and then at the end of 2012, I went to Africa and I'd booked a, a holiday with some friends in Queensland after that, that missions trip because I thought, oh, it's going to be so intense. I'm going to need some, some, you know, relaxing time after that. And so while I was in Queensland, I just felt the Lord say, this is your next step. And so I got back to Melbourne. I was a manager of a bridal store in the city and left my job packed up my car, drove to Brizzy, or to the Gold Coast. I had a family friend up there that I stayed with to start with and then eventually moved to Brizzy, worked in um, wholesale floor managing and did that for three years. And then I was like, okay, I knew it was a season when I went up there and it was just an amazing time of growth. But, you know, when you, like, you get comfortable and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see myself living here. Yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good, okay. And I remember in 2015, July, it was just around my birthday, I was walking down the stairs of the townhouse that we were living in and God just said, at the end of this year, you'll be moving back to Melbourne. And I'm like, nah, no, 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 it's all good. So I just ignored it. Come the end of that year, every opportunity was just closing down all around me. And I'm like, oh, you're doing it to me again. <laughs> So then I moved back to Melbourne. I studied um, uh, makeup, which I'd wanted to do for years, but never had the confidence. So that was lots of fun. So I did that. Um, I was still working in uh, formal wear as well, um, and did that for four years. And then came the call back to Bendigo, and it was another thing of, no, Lord. <laughs> but you know what? He's his blessing and his grace in in our obedience. And what I love is that it's okay for you to say no in the beginning because he knows it's a process. He knows sometimes it takes you a little bit to warm up to the idea of what he's asking of you. And he's so gracious with that. But then when you do say yes, oh, like for me, I moved back. I was sort of toing and froing and God was like, okay, you're either living in Melbourne or you're living in Bendigo. And so eventually, which was February 2020, people, February 2020, I moved to Bendigo. March 2020, <laughs> Melbourne shut down. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, wow, Lord, your grace. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, and then I became a nanny. And I'd done that years ago when I was living in Sydney in my 20s and now in my <laughs> um, I'm doing that again, which has been, it's been really good. Challenging, but good. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I love the way you're talking about um, your uh, life journey, Tanya, because you've actually incorporated yeah. your God journey in there. Know. I know. <laughs> and that's a really great thing. So who learned something about Tanya they didn't know? Mm, she's done a few things, hasn't she? Um, yeah, so... Tell us a little bit about um, your God journey. She, he's obviously spoken to you several times about uh, where you should be and what you should be doing. Um, but tell us something about um, perhaps what you really love about uh, walking with him. What is it that, you know, 
really inspires you? And what, what do you really love about having God in your life? I love how personal he is. Mm. That he so goes before us and he so knows the journey of pain that we've travelled mm. and he so knows how to meet that place and just bring healing mm. and truth where there's been yeah. so many lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's spoken to me the most. Yes, that's right. And so the way that he's spoken to you is the way that he wants to speak to mm. every one of us Absolutely. in a really deep and personal relationship way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when did you actually ask Jesus into your life? I was in, it must have been grade three because I'm pretty sure grade four I came yes, here. You did. So I was at Ascension in grade three and it was just a class, the teacher, one of the Trelaw brothers, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one, um, yeah, just did an altar call and I just felt to, to go up. And then throughout the teenage years it was all the Youth Alive rallies, rededicating, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was the the time when I first remember um, giving my heart to the Lord but it didn't become real to me until uh, I was about 16 end of year 12 and I needed him like I have <laughs> like I've never needed him before and he came through in such a way that without him, I don't think I'd be here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us would be here, Tanya, <laughs> without the Lord directing and guiding us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you talked about it being um, such a personal thing. Yeah. Well, we can see how personal <laughs> it is um, because you can't really talk about the, the inner heart issues without um, realising how close he is to each one of us, can we? Yeah, that's right. So now Tanya uh, chooses our worship set for us uh, each week. She does a great job, don't you think? Um, and you can see why she's got she's got a background in all those sorts of uh, things in worship leading and plenty of experience in that area. Um, she also helps us out on the coffee, and um, yeah, it's a pleasure to have us as part of our community. So let's give her a clap and thank her for being uh, brave enough to talk to us today. <laughs> Thanks, Tan. So, wow, that was so good. How, how did you feel in those chairs up there? How did you feel when you sat down? Was it, was it all right? Feel at peace? Okay? Well, um, some of you may know, I've talked a little bit about it at men's group and um, spoke a little bit about the journey that God's got me on in the, uh, the last little bit um, at church a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Jeff asked me to, to share a little bit about what I was seeing. It's, it's about around seeing in the spirit, which is the, what, the journey that God's got me on. And um, it can be so encouraging when you hear uh, a gift or, or an explanation of what someone's experiencing in him. And I want you, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about what I saw this morning and Jeff's going to share a little bit about what he saw. But I just want you to, to listen with an open heart and receive the encouragement that it can be to hear what God's doing in someone else. And if it sparks something in you, then just go, Lord, give me some of that. I want some of that because that's the kind of God that he is. He doesn't give someone something and withhold it from someone else if they want it. Um, the reason I asked Mum and Tanya how they felt in those chairs because when I when I was at the start of worship, I saw um, two. I, this is the process. I'll give give you the process. I, I say, Lord, where do I look? And uh, and my attention is just drawn somewhere, and I don't know why. And I say, Lord, why am I looking there? <laughs> and he he starts to reveal something in my mind's eye about what is there. The chairs were over there, um, 
um, my attention was drawn there. I said, Lord, what, why, why am I looking here? And I just started to see two angels standing behind these chairs. <laughs> and they had their hands on the chairs and this kind of looked like the, the chairs were being covered in a coating. And um, God was saying that they're being prepared for what he wants to release and for the people that are going to sit in them. Ooh, ooh, man. And uh, Tanya, I really felt when you were in there sitting down that <laughs> that uh, the what God had, had done in you was being able to be freely released. Yeah, so that was really, really cool. Um, and then the other thing that I, I uh, saw in... In worship was was this big uh, big spinning uh, was it was a big amount of grain like sand and it was just spinning around in a circle up here and uh, I'd never seen that before looked like sand it was little particles of stuff and I kind of was like oh, I don't know what that is that's fine and. Um, and then later on, I thought I'd better ask. Lord, <laughs> what's this? And then I I saw um, little pathways. Uh, the sand began to kind of descend into people as they were worshiping, and that was interesting. <laughs> and then later on, that I I saw the kind of people starting to glow from within, and. Um, <laughs> the one thing about that God's had me on and the one thing that you have to understand with with this journey is that I see things sometimes and I ask to see things and I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> and I see some other things and God reveals a little part of it and I see some things and they're really they're really vague and 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 odd. But the the thing that is just a joy to me is that well, one that I've been doing this journey with Jeff, actually, and the when you share something, God often gives another person another piece of what you're seeing and, or gives someone else uh, the interpretation of what it means, which is just an absolute joy. So that's that's what I saw, and that's where I'm going to leave you. <laughs> there's no great, there's no great uh, interpretation of a few of the things, but um, just to make you aware that things are always happening in the spirit. We are. We Dad said this morning we live in a. This body is our earth suit. <laughs> we have. A, we are a spirit, and we live in this body. And we've got a soul, so we are designed to live in the spirit realm, not be oblivious of it. Um, and God is always doing things, and there's always things happening. That is just so natural. And and uh, we're moving into a time and a season that being able to recognize and, and feel what's happening, see what's happening, hear what's happening, is going to be so such a tool for God to use, uh, for us to be able to partner with him really effectively to do what he's he's doing, to see what he's doing, and to, to, to jump in with that, jump on board with that. So, Jeff, do you want to come up and, and share what you saw? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Lord, we are so hungry for more of what you've got in store. Lord, we desire for you to open up your storehouse and start distributing your gifts, your packages, your supply, your treats. Lord, to open up your pantry, start to feed everything within our hearts, Lord. Lord, that we be a people who are walking in the realms of the Spirit and understand what you're doing in this house for truly I'm working a work in this house, says the Lord, like nothing you've ever seen before. I'm going to open up visions and dreams. I'm going to cause people to see things that they've longed for. There's going to be a revelation that's planted deep within your heart that's going to cause you to stand upon the rock.
that nothing will shake your ways because you've been given an understanding through a vision from God and you'll stand upon that word no matter what comes, no matter what flood comes, no matter what rain comes, you'll stand strong upon the rock. For surely this is a time we're going to see the two houses, the houses built on the sand, the houses built on the rock. So which house do you choose to be? For the Lord says if you'll choose correctly, you'll stand. Hallelujah. I didn't know that was coming out. Uh, and that's what's happening more and more, I find, that as I hear something coming out of my mouth, it's news to me too. So, um, I'm not sure where to start, actually, with what I have. I've just got a few thoughts that... Um, that's why I asked Caleb to share what he had. Because as I've been saying to you for a little while, God is beginning to open up the realms of the Spirit for every person who wants to have a real, tangible knowing of the supernatural that God's moving through, giving to those who He sees a hunger in. Your hunger is the key to your future in God. And I, I have been longing for such a long time to be coming to church and not knowing, not having <laughs> uh, a program in the sense that we know what the format's going to be in church. We don't know. We plan, but we are very adaptable to what the Spirit of God wants to do in the house. Yeah. And this morning while we're in worship, I saw dark clouds moving. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, there's a rumbling right now in the heavens. I said, Lord, what does that mean? And he took me back to last Monday morning. I got up pretty early, about 6-ish, 5.30, I don't remember. But I went for a walk about 6.30 last Monday morning. And if anyone was awake at that time or up, <laughs> there were rumblings going on. I went walking and there was just rumblings, rumblings, rumblings in the heavens all the time I was walking. And I thought, am I going to get back home before the rains? I got back about 7 o'clock and then the rains came. There is a rumbling going on in the heavens right now. And God's getting ready to release some things. The rain of God is coming in a way that we've never experienced before. If you remember, later in that day, I went to Melbourne that morning, but I heard from my daughter later on, that the rains came later in the afternoon, but there was a lot of hail with it. Now, I wasn't here, but when Laura told me about the hail and it was so destructive on some areas of Bendigo, some people's gardens were shredded. <laughs> Mine was not. Now, I said, what's going on, Lord? It's like different locations. There was quite destructive damage coming from the heavens. But in other places, there was just rain. And God reminded me of the protection over his people, Israel, when the plagues and the destruction and the things were coming out over the nation of Egypt. But God's people had a special protection. So what's coming from God is going to be twofold. It's going to be a wonderful blessing for his people, but it's going to be pretty tough times for those who haven't chosen God. We need to get our hearts ready. It's not going to be same old, same old. Things are shifting. 
Things are getting ready to happen. Now, last week when I was preaching, it almost seemed to me like God was getting the ball rolling. A lot of prophetic stuff came out that I did not know was coming out. I actually listened to the message last night and I didn't know some of the things that had come out. And I said to Tim this morning, had I thought about it beforehand, I wouldn't have said it. Honestly, I would not have said it. But now it's wait and see what God does. That message is available to listen to on the website. Just go on the website, listen to the message. It's not about promoting me. I couldn't care less about that. But if you listen to that message, God's going to set you up for what he wants to do this year. For those who are going to need to hear what the Spirit's saying and a hunger, the hunger is going to draw the presence of God into your life like you've never known before. There's going to be such a peace and a protection for God's people when others are troubled and worried and concerned about all their finances, all their business, all the stuff, and it's going to be a real shaking going on. But for God's people, there's such a confident assurance. I trust you, Lord. This is going to be a year when we're going to find out who trusts God and who doesn't. Where your trust lies is going to become very evident to you. And you can make a shift in that. God wants, this is such an opportunity for people to make the shift and get into the area where God's protection is. And it's going to be a revelation to a lot of people, and there's going to be a lot of prodigals come back into the house. They're going to realize what I thought was such a good time was not so good after all, and the end's not looking too good, so I'm going to go back to my father. And you watch what God's going to do in those people. And I've preached for many years about the second son syndrome. Don't let it get to you. Just be so thankful for God's protection, his keeping power, and his revelation. I I spoke a little bit last week about um, the ways that God is going to reveal himself to us. And some of those ways are through dreams, visions, words. I mean, I just saw clearly this morning, I saw the clouds of God. I said, what's it mean? He explained it to me. This is what God wants to do. And when, when Caleb starts to explain some of the things that he's seeing, you can say to the Lord, okay, Lord, you show me what that means. I tell you, that's a real buzz. When God gives you the revelation of someone else's vision, oh, wow. This is how God wants to activate the revelatory spirit within us that we get understanding of what God's saying. When we hear a word coming about by the, by the anointing of God, there's revelation in it that a lot of people miss. But if your heart's hungry for the revelation that's coming while the word's being spoken, God's going to put some stuff in your heart. I need to slow down a bit, don't I? Oh. So God's going to activate... If you'll allow him, if you desire to have him speak to you in the night hours, dreams and visions are going to start coming and you can share them with other people that you have confidence in who can give you the interpretation sometimes. That's a buzz too. Now I spoke about the fivefold working together and God's going to release something. There's going to be a a greater outpouring of the anointing on the fivefold ministry coming to the church, the true thing of God. When you see me get my phone out while I'm in worship, I'm not checking to see who's ringing me. I'm putting things down that God's speaking to me. I wrote it down this morning. Dark clouds moving. There's a rumbling in the heavens. Now, I don't know whether you saw it or not, but there was a lot of lightning during the day. When I was driving to Melbourne, I said to God, just see that, the lightning, just... Bang. It's like there's a, a, a release of power 
coming from the heavens. It's like it's all stored up there and he's been waiting to release it for a long time. Are you... Are you... Are you prepared to get a bolt? Wow. Some people need it. Boy, some people need it. Later that night, last Monday night, I, I, I guess I'd been meditating on what God was putting in my heart all through the day, I guess. And I don't particularly look for new things for a new year. Some people like to have their New Year's quote or whatever, that's all right. But, but I actually got this on uh, the 2nd of January, which is that Monday night. When I went to bed, I was trying to go to sleep. And uh, I finished up writing some stuff down. But it, it's, it's interesting how when you get into the flow and you allow the Spirit to speak to you, He'll actually give you what you need to get revelation from God. He'll teach you how to pray. Some prayers God can't even hear. But the Spirit of God will teach us how to pray so that the Father answers the prayer. This is how Jesus got everything answered that he asked for. And this is what I was led by the Spirit to pray. Lord, may the lens of your Spirit be infused upon my eyes. Tim was talking about infusing this morning. When you put the tea bag in the hot water. For some people, when it gets too hot in the kitchen, they just get out. But that's where the food's prepared. This place can be like a kitchen at times. May the lens of your spirit be infused upon my eyes and the breath of your spirit blow the sails of my heart. Let your word become my preacher like a fire in my soul so the whispering of your spirit moves my heart for you to hold. May the lens of your spirit be infused upon my eyes. Can you imagine seeing, through, seeing things through the eyes of the spirit? And the breath of your spirit blow the sails of my heart. See, if we just put up the spirit sails, we just prepare for the breath of God. He'll take us where he wants to take us. And let your word become my preacher. Imagine being in the word reading and it's preaching to you like a fire in your soul. There's a real purifying there. And the sensitivity. So the whispering of your spirit moves my heart for you to hold. I give you my heart, Lord. I trust you with my heart.
Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light. Now you just put that together what I've been saying. Until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. What's he calling you to? The wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Chapter 3, verse 20. Never doubt God's mighty power. It's not up to you. <laughs> All you have to do is put your sails up. Let the breath of God blow you where he wants to move you. And we've all got different sails. I've got a message about that too I can get into later on. We provide the sails, he'll provide the direction. He'll provide just what we need to take us where we need to be. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. How's it going to happen? The fivefold? Receiving from the rumblings of heaven. The apostolic bringing a word from heaven. The prophetic, bringing a word from heaven. And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets. So it's all about the grace of God. But for that to happen, there has to be complete surrender. And some with grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own work of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith. Oh, but I thought the ministry of the apostle and prophet died out with the... See, there's been a lot of negative preaching. There's been a lot of stuff that's been said to try and shut down the church, to take away the power supply. But there's a rumbling in the heavens right now. Have you got an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying? These grace ministries will function until we 
all attain oneness in the faith until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. That's what's coming from the rumblings that's happening right now. If we are willing and obedient to walk in the truth and apply the word receive and understand that God is drawing by his spirit right now, he's actually getting people's attention who can hear the rumbling. Some people aren't going to be moved until they see the lightning, but that'll move them too. And then comes the rain. So get ready. Get ready. This year is a year like no other year that you've ever experienced. And you're very, very fortunate. Holy Spirit, please enlarge the capacity of our hearts to receive more revelation with clear understanding of the plan and purpose you have drafted for each one of us. Lord, as we have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying and a desire to move as the breath of God begins to breathe afresh by the power of that holy anointing, there shall come a greater revelation and understanding of what it means to be walking in the fear of the Lord. And as the fear of the Lord becomes your priority, the blessing of the Lord will overtake you and reveal the plans and purposes for which God has called you and there shall be joy unspeakable in the realms of glory as the eyes of our heart are tuned to his spirit and infused with the ways of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Excellent, excellent. <clears throat> we're going to have communion now so if you haven't got your uh, little communion cup like me could someone get me one of those <laughs> oh Mel's got it thank you thanks can go and do that thank you thank you Who's had a good morning so far? Me, I have. So good. Hmm. I love the way God works. He's just so good. That's so fun. <laughs> so much fun. Um the verse that he, he gave me for communion was Matthew seven twenty four to 25. It says, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. 
When the rains fell and the flood came, the fierce winds beat upon his house and it stood firm because of its strong foundation. That's from the Passion Translation. And um, you would have heard it in when Jeff was praying. He, he spoke things referencing from that verse about the being built, building our house on the rock, the strong foundation to withstand what is coming. <laughs> and we all have things that shake, shake us in our, in our life, in, in our regular day-to-day. Things all, are always threatening to unseat our confidence, unseat our faith and our peace. But uh, it is him that is our firm foundation. It is what he enabled through the cross for us to experience that can be our firm foundation that makes whatever is happening in the world, whatever is happening in our relationships, our finances, our family, to not shake us, to not unseat our peace, to lose our joy. Um, but there's a really key part of this verse. It, it, it says that, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life. We can read that verse and think, oh, I just need to hear. I'm in church every Sunday. I hear the word. That should be enough. Well, there's actually a part, part two to that. It says everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life. We need to apply it to our life. And that is something, that is an active thing that, that we have to do. Uh, that it's it's not passive. It's not a, a sit back and let it happen, and we'll we'll have this strong foundation. Our house will be built on the rock. It is, it is a uh, an action that we have to take with the Lord to apply what we've heard, apply His word, and ask Him, what does that look like? What does it look like to apply the word that I've heard? So. And it's not something that you have to do on your own. It is something that is done with him. It is a journey that that he wants to walk with you. And he has to walk with you if we want to apply his word to our lives and to experience this unshakable foundation. We have to do it with him. We have to do it with him. And that is only possible through what Jesus did for us. That is only possible. Because he paid for us. (laughs) He paid for our connection. That is such a precious, precious gift. Wow. And I love that we get to acknowledge and receive that and and thank him for that every Sunday. Because that is just, it's worth it. It is so worth it. Um, Why don't you stand as as we take the biscuit? Father, we thank you, Lord, for the greatest gift that we could ever have been given. Father, we, <laughs> we acknowledge what you did on the cross for us right now. Father, I ask that you would unpack that gift just a little bit more for us this morning. Lord, that you would, in our, in our time and in our week as we, as we go about our lives, that you would help us apply what we've heard this morning, apply your word to our life. And Lord, that you would help us listen and help us ask, how do we do that? Lord, how do we do that? Show me. Show me how to apply this to my life so that I would experience the, the strong firm foundation that I would be unshakable, my life built on you. Father, we thank you. Let's eat. Let's drink. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. As we uh, wrap up this morning, we have uh, Mum's got something that she wants to 
share with the, the ladies about what uh, is going to be in store for you. So whew, get on the edge of your seat because here it comes. It's very exciting, very exciting. So um, as you know, um, Flick and Chantal and Rosemary and I look after the ladies' nights and I thought I'd give everyone a heads up. We've decided on what we'd like to do as we start into 2023 and that is a study on the book of James and um, had the thought of uh, doing that last year but uh, yes, just a couple of things in recent weeks. I thought, yes, that's the way to go. So this is a, a book that um, follows the book of James that Joyce Meyer has put together. It's a study book. And um, I love her materials because it's, it's very practical but very easy. It's not so deep you get lost in something. Um, but it's very practical. So if you would like to have one of these books, you don't require one. We'll just read through um, those various uh, verses in each, at the start of each chapter in this book. We'll read through it and read through the book together. But if you'd like your own copy, if you can let Rosemary or I know and we'll make sure we order you one as $20 for one of these books. Okay, great. Looking forward to it. Amazing. Um, oh, we've got another. I don't. You don't have a list of things? Announcements? No. Why not? Because I haven't prepared them. <laughs> We're being very honest right here. <laughs> Honesty is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, just, no, don't go away. Okay, I'm staying. <laughs> um, I didn't realise when I ordered those chairs that angels came with them. But, but I'll take that. So, yeah, they live up in my office, so if you want to come visit. Um, were you going to mention the fire camp? No. Okay. Um, this end of this week, 13th. What's? Friday. Friday, 13th. It's a good day to, it's a good day to, good day to start a, um, a camp. So you would have heard me talk about the Christ for All Nations um, fire camp, it's called. It's an evangelism training camp uh, that uh, is coming to, uh, to Bendigo. It's actually being held out at the uh, Axdale um, Rotary Camp out there. Uh, they were looking to have 50 students involved. They thought that would be uh, a, a good number. They've got 75 and I still think there's some other people that are... Knocking on the door. We're up to 100 students. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 75, yeah, 75 students. So catering for 100. So our, our church involvement is... Um, we're, we're, we... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> we as a church... <laughs> uh, no, uh, looking after the, the food. So uh, actually Mel's going to be feeding 100 people out there. Um, so um, Coral and I think Rhoda's going to visit sometimes and, and so um, that's uh, a blessing. And what we're doing is we're, we're, we're sowing into this city um, and y you know that when you sow into the things of God that there's going to be a harvest come and it's going to be a harvest for the city and it's going to be a harvest for this region. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's going to be such an input into the people that are, um, are going to this camp. And they're not only, not only from Bendigo, but they're, they're coming from different places. But, you know, God, God is moving. God, Jeff said already that 2023 is going to be a very big year. And uh, we see some of the things that are happening and, and just people, just people that God has spoken to that live in Queensland and different places in Australia and, 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 and they've been impressed <laughs> to, um, to focus on Bendigo because that's where God is focusing. Yeah. And, you know, that's not to, it's not to say that he's not focusing other places, but he's got the spotlight on Bendigo. Yeah. So there are things going to happen in this city um, that are going to be such a witness and uh, have such a powerful um, uh, effect yep. on the lives and souls of, of people in this city. So, just encourage you to be praying um, through the week in the lead up uh, to that. Um, to that, um, we do have a couple of people in our in our community that um, are heading to that camp, and Tanya and Beck. 
Um, so, yeah, just, just be praying, please, and uh, that God will have his way in all of this. And, um, yeah, that we <laughs> it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. You can go on with your list. Great. I was going to mention that um, uh, men's ministry is going to be starting back up when uh, school starts back. You'll, we'll give you some more information about that. But hands up, who is on the signal group? Yep, 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 yep. Great, great. We've got the signal group going. So if you're not on there, that's how it's a messaging platform that we use to get information out about the men's group. It's a nice one place to get the comms going. So if you're not on there and you would like to know about the men's group, then come and see me. Dad, he'll tell you to see me. Um, <laughs> Steve. Uh, and we'll get you on there. <laughs> Very good. All right. That's it from me. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out this morning and worshipping and hanging out with us. Hope you have a great week. Oh, ah, lunch. See, these people just help help me. It's really good. Uh, lunch is uh, a BYO. This is how I'm communicating this information. I'm, I say a word and then I look for if there's some nods. Confirmation is what I'm looking for. <laughs> BYO to the park. Rosalind Park, getting more nods. This is good. The Rotunda <laughs> um, at 12.30. Great. <laughs> so that's great. Please, I'm going to be there, apparently. And, <laughs> and I hope you will be too. Uh, bring some food. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, anything else? All of January. The summer series. Please be around for more of this because uh, it's going to be great. Amen. <laughs> See you at the park.